What's up? Four points. Jesus, what is going on? Y'all must be sad because y'all are like Justin Bieber fans and y'all are so sad that he went to jail this week. Is that what it is? I'm going to talk about him in a minute, so y'all just hang with me. Because I know there's a couple in here, so y'all just lied if y'all didn't say, yes, I love the beeps. So I'm talking to you. Praise the Lord. So uh, what's up? Four points. All right, there we go. There we go. There we go. So I'm, I'm really excited. I want to tell y'all something. I'm speaking out of turn, but I don't care. Y'all know I'll do that. I don't, I don't, whatever. But I'm pretty sure this is the all-time record non-Easter crowd that we've ever had at four points. And if it's not, I like to not let the truth get in the way of a good story. So I'm really excited this morning because this is an amazing crowd. We had a good first service, and so I'm pretty pumped up. I don't know if y'all saw social media last night. But I put a, um, on Facebook, but I put like this little kid that like looked really excited because that's how I felt about church today. And I feel even more so right now. So let me just say this. If you guys are a first time guest or last week was a first time guest, you're a first time guest to me because I was gone last week. I just want to tell you, we are so pumped up that all of you are here, no matter where you come from. We are so excited that you're here. If it's been a while since you've been here, we're pumped that you're here. And today is a special day for you guys because I really think, listen, no matter where you are, no matter how smart you are in the Bible, like you are a scholar and you're going to correct me in this message. That is awesome. That's good for you. But if that's not you and like this is the first time you've heard the Bible, that's good too because I really think this message is for everybody. It's for everybody because because this is what it's about. Like ultimately it's about trying to get y'all to stop making excuses for small groups and, and to join a small group. But I kind of changed that, and it's ultimately about accountability, about how we need each other to do this life because it's really hard. And so um, I'm just excited because I really think, y'all, I I just really believe there's people watching online and you guys that are in here that there's going to be some walls that are torn down for some of you guys right now. So here's some excuses that we give, right, to not do small groups. And if we're being honest, they're pretty legit because... So, like, you, you, you're sitting on a row, and some of y'all know everybody on the row that you're on, and some of y'all have no clue who the person right next to you is, and that's awesome. But, um, so, we look at certain people, and we're like, I would go to a small group, but if that dude's in my small group, I'm not coming because dude is crazy, and he has halitosis. And if y'all don't know what I'm talking about, <laughs> just shake everybody's hand in here. Eventually, you'll get to that dude because he's crazy because he needs a Tic Tac. So, Right, you know what I'm talking about. Like, there's always that one person that has like this, this hug, and he's crazy, and you're just like, I know I'm gonna get in that dude's small group, or or that girl, she's like, she all the time wanting to talk, and she's crazy, or or it's this one, because this is another good one. This is the truth too, by the way. If you have, if you're married and you have kids, life is nuts. I mean, I'm talking about that little cute video that we did. It's very good, by the way. It it doesn't come close to real life, does it? Because it is much crazier than that. It's psycho. Okay, life is crazy. And if you're if you're in college or whatever else, like it's stressful. Y'all got all these other stuff going on. I don't have time for that. And we get that. We get that. That's why we're doing something called Hangouts. And it's not just in person, but it's like with Google Hangouts. I don't know if y'all have done that. But if you are in the 21st century, it's called the Internet. It's awesome. They just came out with it like a few years ago. And so, like, it, it's where you can <laughs> you can do it on your phone if you have a Google phone or whatever. It's really cool. And so we, we, we use it when Josh can't be here. We do Google Hangouts. It's such a cool way to do small groups. So we're going to give you that option. But here's the ultimate truth, okay? You ready? This is the ultimate truth about why we don't want accountability. And forget small groups now. This is why we don't want accountability. The truth is when you walked in this morning, you 
you wanted to feel good about yourself. So, so maybe you're not like this. And if you're not, that is so awesome because I am. <laughs> I'm really like this bad. We find people that we know have it worse than us, don't we? We find people and, and like Biebs and and because he's got it terrible. And, and we, we find people and we look at them and we, we, we laugh at them, right? Because the easy thing to do is to look at them and feel better about me. So I'm not necessarily looking at y'all's physique because I've lost 10 pounds, but I want y'all to know that. Praise Jesus. Y'all, that's good. <laughs> Kelly clapped. I appreciate that. But we still got 30 more to go. But anyway, I, w- that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like what we do wrong. All right. I, I feel better because I know they got arrested this week and I didn't get caught. So I feel better. Or, or, or this is the truth. We walk in and how many people did y'all talk to this morning that they walked in and they were like, how's it going? It sucks. It's terrible. My life's a mess. But half of us should, right? Shouldn't we say that? Shouldn't we look at the people and go, dude, life is just hard. But we don't want people to know that. It's facade central. We want people to know that this is, every, life is good. Life is awesome. Every person, I've never met a preacher. We're all lying to each other. I've never met a preacher. We got these preachers things. Hey, brother. First of all, why do you call each other brother? Because that's weird because you're just dude. So, hey, brother, how's it going? Praise God. Praise God. Just stop. Praise God. And let's just be honest with ourselves. How's it going? God, God is blessing. God is blessing. Praise God. God's blessing. I've never met one of them that goes, it's terrible. Sucks. My people are crazy. They're losing their minds. They won't pay me. Someone's got to be honest with me and say that. But we don't do that, do we? Because we want people to think that we're good. We want people to think that we're awesome. We want people, when they look at us, we want people to think we're awesome. So I don't want accountability. I don't want you to know how bad I really am. Except y'all do know how bad I really am, so that's a bad example, right? I mean, seriously, we want people to think we're good. And this week, I've already talked about Biebs. How many people honestly don't know who Justin Bieber is? I'm going to hug you if you don't know who he is. I will come down and hug you physically because that is incredible. If you don't know who the Biebs is, I'm not really going to hug you, Justin, because I know you know who Biebs is. And you have a poster in your room of Biebs. So, anyway... um, I almost lost my train of thought. Like this week, y'all know Justin Bieber got arrested. It was on every news show. And like he was, he was dumb. Let me just be honest before I say the next thing. Moron. Okay. He acted like a kid that is dumb because <laughs> it's good. So anyway, he gets arrested, DUI, and he's like standing on top of his car waving at everybody, resists arrest, drag racing. I know what all he did. Okay. And it was oh, amazing to watch social media this week explode on him. He's a thug. He's the biggest moron ever. He's part of the Illuminati. He worships the devil. Okay, good grief, right? Do I think what he did was right? No, he was acting like an idiot. Like Mark has done many times. If I would have gotten arrested every time I threw an egg at something, huh? Some of y'all need to say amen because y'all threw eggs with me in the back. So anyway, if I got arrested for every time I threw an egg, I would be in jail for the next 50 years, right? And people would have put, if I was famous on social media, I feel better about myself because I don't throw eggs, right? Because most of y'all are not dumb and you didn't do that. By the way, if you're a teenager, don't do that. Don't do that, for real. You get in big time trouble, especially at my house because I've gotten egg three times and sometimes you get what you get. But like, I feel so much better about myself because I, I don't drink. I don't drink. Every once in a while, Lee and I have a drink, but... But we don't have it in our house, right? Y'all stay with me. So this week I felt better about myself because Justin Bieber got arrested for DUI and I'm not going to get arrested, am I? I? So I'm good. I'm good. 
I'm doing good. And that is honestly how we live our lives. Like last week, Richard Sherman, who's the best defensive back in the NFL, called out somebody that he's better than, and everybody lost their minds because he did. When you go to the NFL films and you hear what really was said, he walked up to him and said, H of a game, dude, H of a game. And he got punched in the face. Y'all can think whatever you want to. I'm not a huge Richard Sherman fan. I'm giving you a statement of fact. We lost our minds on social media. I'm talking about Christians. He is a thug. He's an idiot. He also made a 1450 on the SAT and a 3.75 GPA at Stanford. And I don't know many of us in here that could do that, but we love to feel better about ourselves, don't we? Because we, we love to tweet about him. That guy's an idiot. No, he's pretty freaking smart. Right? I'm not, I just try to make complete sentences. I'm not trying to make a 375 at Stanford. You know what I'm saying? I, that's not going to happen. But, but I can immediately attack him because I can feel better about me. So this week, I'm sorry, last week, I had my message all planned out for this one, y'all. I, I was done. I was ready. It was a parable. I was like, this is going to be perfect. And one of my very good friends who was a mentor, he's the first student pastor I ever worked for, he came in the office about 10 days ago. And I love him. He is such a good dude. He's so much fun to be with. And he said, dude, I just want you to know I've, I've been sober for 95 days. So it's about 100, 105 days now. And I was so excited. That's a huge deal. If, you've, if you're an alcoholic and you've been sober for that amount of time, it's a really big deal, right? To me, I don't get it. But if I'm a dude that's blogging about him and saying how bad he is, I'm probably the same dude while I'm blogging that's looking at internet pornography right beside the thing I'm blogging about or talking about about you because I love to feel good about myself while I'm trashing other people because I don't want you to know the real Mark. So he then began to explain all the things that AA has to do with, and I, I was just fascinated by it because I've heard about it right and I've seen TV shows, but I've never, I've never had a very close friend that's deeply involved in it. He said, I never miss a day because I need it. And this is what AA says, if you've never heard it, there's 12 steps. I'm not going to read them all, but it's it, the first one is we admit we're powerless over alcohol. And they come to believe that there's a power greater than themselves. We believe in Jesus. There's a power greater than ourselves that could restore us to our sanity. And, and we make a decision to turn our lives over to the care of God. And made a, this is the one that I love because none of us, if we're honest with ourselves, None of us want to do this. None of us want to do this. Number four, we make a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. At the point that you make a moral inventory of ourselves, of myself, I realize what kind of vile creature I really am. And so when I'm throwing rocks and stones at people because they suck, how dare they think that way or do that or da 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 I look at myself and I go, holy cow, look at this dude. You know, I, I realize that the verse where Jesus said, don't, don't pull the speck out of someone else's eye when there's a plank or a log of wood in your own eye. I'm that guy. I'm the, I'm the plank eye. But it's so much more fun to pick on everybody else, isn't it? Because I don't want you to know me. I don't want you to know me. I don't want you to know what's really in here and what really sucks about being Mark. I don't want you to know that it's a struggle every day for me to be kind to my wife and a message that I'm going to do in three weeks, I have to constantly remind myself, how can I help her in this situation and not just get right? Even if she's right, even if she's wrong, it doesn't matter. I'm so selfish and it's a constant battle in my life. I don't want you to know that about me. I want you to think I'm awesome, right? I don't want you to write blogs. Pastor Mark is the greatest thing ever. No, the truth is I suck as a human being so often. 
And I hate it. I don't want to be bad. I want to be good. I want to be the best husband that has ever walked on this planet. And guess what? Every day, I fail at that. But I make myself feel better when I write that Justin Bieber's a thug and he's a moron, don't I? Because I don't know him and he's famous. Whatever, he can buy his way out of it. Or or I can talk about some of y'all, right? Because that's what we do. We get together to pray and we feel so much better when we talk about each other. And there's a guy named Solomon who was the wisest man that's ever lived. and, And I preached about him about a year ago in our Happy, Happy, Happy series. But I just want to give you some background if you weren't there for that. Solomon wrote this, this journal at the end of his life. He, was, he, was, he literally asked God for wisdom when he could ask God for anything. And at the end of his life, he said um, he, he had had all these experiences and, and had all this great wealth. He was the, the, the richest man that's ever walked on this planet. Today, his riches would be so amazing it would blow our minds. He had at least $5 billion, the equivalent of gold, just in his palace He built the temple that was one of the seven man-made wonders of the world. He had everything you can possibly imagine. Listen. And at the end of his life, he wrote this, Ecclesiastes. And his beginning chapter was, Everything under the sun is meaningless. I have gotten everything you can imagine. I have done everything you can imagine. I've had a thousand women at his disposal. Crazy. And like, so he said, he had everything that you can possibly imagine. And he said, Everything is meaningless. And then in chapter 4, where we're going to be today, he gets to the point, he gets to the point where he gets to us as individuals. And he points out this that I'm talking about today. And this is the question that I want you to ask yourself. I don't want you to ask yourself, are you a good person? Because I'm going to help you through this. You are not. And if you walk out of here offended because you think you are, that is okay with me because that is not true. Without Jesus that saved me, he took my wretchedness and my nastiness And he loved me through it. And his Holy Spirit saved me and regenerated me. Without that, I am rotten. So if I'm being honest, the the natural mark is not good and the natural you is not good. When we get to that point, we can understand that we do the things that we do and we don't do the things that we don't do based on this because we don't want help. We think we're good enough to do it. The reason that we don't go to small groups or, quite honestly, find accountability with a peer, one-on-one, where I look a man in the face and I say, how are you doing with your wife? How are you doing with your quiet time, with Jesus' personal time? How are you doing in this and this and this? I don't want that because I don't want you to know the truth. It's, it's, it's called an independent man is what, is what he was talking about. And so I want to give you two things this morning, two reasons I want you to write these down. If you don't write them down, I'm not going to be mad at you, but I want you to write them down because I want you to remember these. There's two reasons I believe found in Scripture that we don't do accountability, but we need it. Why we need each other. Two reasons. And the first one is God did not intend for me to do life alone. You can't do life alone. So let me explain what this means. You can do life alone. You can be by yourself altogether, but it is going to be miserable. And please listen. You can do life alone right where you're sitting in the middle of a hundred adults in this room right now. You can be doing life alone in the middle of a ton of people at a Burns football game with 10,000 people or a Clemson or South Carolina football game with 80,000 people. You can have thousands and thousands of people all around you and you can do life alone. It's not doing life with other people by being by yourself. 
It, sometimes it, it can be with hundreds of people around you. You have to want to do life with other people for that to happen. And it can't mean your husband or wife necessarily because you can shut them out. Y'all know what I'm talking about. When you get mad, you shut them completely out. You don't let them in. You, they don't know you're hurting. Husband, I'm, this is free. If your wife says nothing's wrong and she's got a look on her face, you need to pry it out of her because something's wrong. If y'all don't know that by now, then you need some marriage counseling because your wife is lying to you because they do it all the time. I asked my wife Friday, by the way, we had a date night. And I said, why do y'all do that? Well, sometimes we just don't know what to say. And I was like, well, say it because we just are so frustrated. Please, please tell me what's wrong. I don't know. Just nothing's wrong. Lies! Please tell us. We're so frustrated. You can't do it on your own. You can't do it on your own. So before I read Solomon, I found this fascinating when I was studying this. Um, If y'all have been in school, you've heard of the Greek philosopher Socrates. And this is what Socrates said about the independent man. Or in your case, some of you, the independent woman. The person that tries to do it on their own. Because of pride. This is what Socrates said. The unexamined life is not worth living, but the independent man never stopped long enough to ask himself, for whom am I working so hard? Why am I robbing myself of the enjoyments of life just to amass more and more money? The industrious man was at least providing employment for people, and the idle man was hanging out, enjoying himself, right? Enjoying leisure is what Socrates said. At least he was having fun. But the independent man was helping neither the economy nor himself. He was by himself. And as we read Ecclesiastes chapter 4, starting in verse 7, y'all will see that in what Solomon was saying as well. And listen, we look at other people and we say, bless their heart. But listen, I'm telling you, some of us, that's us in this room right now, and you're surrounded by people. Some of you are the independent man or the independent woman, and I am begging you and imploring you from the bottom of my heart, get some help. I'm not saying go to counseling. Some of you probably need it. There's nothing wrong with that. I talk to a counselor. I need help in this job. What I'm saying is get a friend that you can call on, that you can get help through, because if you don't have that, you're in trouble. This is what Solomon said in verse 7. Again, I saw vanity under the sun. One person who has no other, either son or brother, yet there is no end to all his toil. And his eyes are never satisfied with riches. So that he never asks, for whom am I toiling or depriving myself of pleasure? This also is vanity and an unhappy business. And I really think what Solomon's saying here, listen, is you can have every dollar that your mind's comprehended. Have y'all ever done this? I really want to win. If I could get a million dollars, right? I could be on easy street because I could pay everything off. And then once you do that, if y'all have it, y'all are just a lot better people than me. And I know that's probably true of some of you in here. But once you get that million dollars and you start spending it, you, don't you think, like, maybe I need three. Because <laughs> I'd, I'd spend the one, right? I'd spend the one. I'll tell you what, just ten, because then I can do a million for Haston and a million for Laney and get them like a trust. And then we can spend some, and then there'll still be some backed up. Do y'all do that? So after you, you, after you get a million dollars, freaking A, right? That's an unbelievable amount of money. Now I need 10. I, do that, I did that last night. I'm willing to admit that last night we were joking at dinner, and I said something about a million dollars, and eventually I needed $10 million. And I'm not going to see a million dollars in my lifetime unless 
Publisher's Clearinghouse comes to my house or I win the lottery without a lottery ticket, that would be incredible. So unless that happens, like, I, right, but we want more. There's never enough. Solomon's saying, listen, there's never enough. There's never enough. There's never enough. You can, you can toil and folly, using his words, you can do everything you want to do. You can labor, 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 labor. But you'll never have enough. And the truth is, so many of us try to buy our way out of stuff or do our way out of stuff. We can be surrounded by friends and family and be that independent man or woman because we think we can do it on our own. Can I be honest with you guys? If you're struggling where you are right now, there's a reason that you're struggling, and it's because your pride will not let you look at your friend that you trust. Do not trust everyone, please. Some of your people will put it on social media because they are not awesome. (laughs) That was my way of cussing. They are not awesome. And they will talk about you. You don't need to trust everybody with this stuff. I haven't told you my innermost things, but there are some people in this room. They are my accountability people. And quite honestly, they could get me fired right now if they wanted to because I struggle. And if that blows your mind, then maybe you don't know you very well. Because none of us are good and I need a tremendous amount of help. Listen, God didn't put me on this earth to try to do it on my own. Matter of fact, right, right early in Genesis chapter 3, he said, you know what? It's not good for you to be alone, and I'm going to make you a helpmate. I was made in the image of God like Genesis 1.27 said every man, woman, and child was. But then I wasn't supposed to do life alone, and God made me a helpmate in Eve. And Adam and Eve were together, and then we are supposed to do life together. We're not intended to do it by ourselves. And even though you're surrounded by people at work and people at home and people all around you, the truth is you know in your heart that your pride will not let you talk about your innermost hurts and your innermost problems and the way that you struggle with your husband or wife. You, you might talk to me because you get desperate, but I'm just going to be honest with you. I, can, I, I will try to do whatever I can. But I will never be able to be everybody's accountability partner, especially if you're a woman. I, I don't know what goes through your mind and, and what it's like to be a woman. I'm not even trying to make a joke. It's just the truth. Y'all are aliens to me, and I love y'all, but I'm aliens to y'all too. And if y'all get men, then I need y'all to write a book because that would y'all sell millions of dollars worth, and then we'd have our $10 million, and we'd kill two birds with one stone. So that'd be awesome. But like I, we don't get each other, right? So, so get help from a woman that you can trust and look at and say, listen, I'm really struggling with my emotions right now. I'm really struggling because I'm so mad at this person. I'm really struggling because my husband, I don't get it. I'm really struggling in sin. That's what I want help with, right? That's why I can't do life alone because I can't do this sin thing on my own. I'm not good. And I want my guys to look at me and ask me, and I want them to be able to tell them, you know, I've really struggled this week with my wife. I've been nasty to her because I want honesty And I want freedom. And it will never happen if I'm the independent man. Because Socrates first, it's not the Bible, but I believe it's truth. And then God's word from the wisest man that ever lived says, listen, we will toil and we'll go through life, but we'll be miserable because we don't have someone that we can look at and say, help me and let me help you. Be honest and do this thing. And here's why I think that is. Is number two, God did not intend for us to live life in rows. God didn't intend for us to live life in rows. God intends for us to live life in circles, not rows. Number two, in circles, not rows. And this is what this means. Right now, you guys are sitting in rows, right? Hopefully you're sitting in rows and it's cool and it's awesome. We have so much fun, by the way, with worship, not incredible this morning. And so we enjoy it. But when we leave, 
like a connection doesn't necessarily take place with the people around you. If it's your spouse or your family or something, that might work. But a, but a true connection other than, hey, how's it going? Good, man, I'm awesome, right? We sort of lie. Because we want everybody to think it's awesome. We live life in rows, and then we leave. I, I really think because God said it's not good for you to be alone, he intended us for, to live life in circles, to help each other, to pick each other up. If you struggle... If you struggle in this life, welcome to the party. Right? Welcome to the party. Because I struggle so bad. The reason that I want you to get a small group and join a small group, we've got some for every age. We've got teenagers, we've got college and, and young singles, and we've got, we got young married couples and older married couples and, and women, every, men, everything. We've got everything you can possibly imagine. The reason we do these is not so that we get on a list like, oh my gosh, four points is... 57% of their people are going to small groups. I could care less what those people think. I don't dislike them. I'm not mad at them. But I really don't care what they think. We have those because we need them, right? Because we need help. I need help. We need each other to live with. And you, you, can't, always, you can't always get to pastor and he can help you. Or one of the staff people and they can help you. When you're in your crisis situation, the only person that I have in my life is a family member and they're hurting, I'm in trouble because I can't do life alone and God intends me to do life in circles, not rows. And this is why, and continuing in verse 9, but listen, our basketball team, we coached, um, I've told you all many times at Spartanburg Christian Academy, I got to coach, it's, coaching basketball was one of the greatest things I've ever gotten to do and I loved it. And So when I see Brian on the stage, I have a special connection to him he's the one that can sing really good it's not real tall but he's <laughs> i love you though b uh but i have a special connection to him because there's a brotherhood among a team that you can't really explain unless you've been a part of a team right tron we we tron and i played together when we were kids you know 14 15 16 years old and i have a connection to him my entire life i will because he was my teammate then when you coach it, it it's taken to a different level because they're your boys even when they screw up, some of them have been arrested. I hurt for them. I love them because they're my brotherhood. And so we decided to get a, a team verse, and this was the team verse that we used because this says you can't do life alone. This screams you can be the best player you can possibly be, but if you don't have each other, we will fail. We will lose. And we loved it. And this is what it says. Two are better than one, verse 9. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he, fa when he falls and has not another to lift him. And again, if two lie together, they keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Is that you? Is that you right now? I'm not saying are you cold in this room because I understand it's very comfortable, if not a little bit stuffy, because we are blessed. But I'm saying in your life, in your life, are you so alone that you're cold even with people all around you? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him in a cord, excuse me, a three-cord, three-fold cord is not quickly broken. So as we tie ourselves together, as we tie ourselves together through the most difficult things in life, because listen to me, this is not just sin, Right? For me, I want help because of sin. But the truth is, 
there are a couple people, and it is only a couple people in this room that know the dark things that we have gone through recently. I mean, I'm not going to stand up here and bash people and say, man, life is really hard because I love my life. But there are some really difficult things in the last couple months that we've had to go through, in the last couple years especially that we've had to go through. There's stuff right now that if I told you everything, you'd be like, holy cow. That's not even pride. That's just wisdom, not explaining everything, right? But I have people, everybody look, I have people that I can call on. I have people that I can call on that know my hurts and can help me stand up and keep my eyes above the waves. I have people that are my boys that can hold me up. This is the question I need to ask for you. When you're by yourself and it is cold, and I'm not talking about as cold as it's been for the love of mercy outside. I'm talking about in your soul. You feel so dark and without a relationship. Is that you? You can know the Bible by heart. It doesn't matter. It's truthfully about the accountability that you have with others. You have to be honest with yourself. And listen, there's some people in here. The the truth is you feel dark and cold and it's not because of anything, but you've never known Jesus. You've never known Jesus. You've never known him in your heart. You've never trusted him as Savior. You can pray every prayer. You can come up here. You can raise your hands. But the truth is, surrendered hearts, like the third song we talked about was so perfect, wasn't it? That is the picture of what we must all do to have peace and to have joy in our lives is Jesus. It's Jesus. And some of you, I know, I, I, I can't even imagine what you're going through, but I know in my head what has happened. You've told me. And I hurt with you and beside you. But you're like, there's no one that can help me. But listen, there is. There is. One of my favorite verses, I have a bunch of them, but this one, man. Hebrews 4.15, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. There is someone out there that can understand everything you've gone through and will go through. Some of you found out this week about cancer in your families. That was me and my grandfather. And that sucks. But I have a high priest who is able to understand and hold me when no one else can. And he's with me. And then when my brothers are beside me, my team is with me. My cord of three strands is not easily broken because I am with my friends. When I'm by myself and my pride will not let me ask for help and call on the Lord, I get cold and I get tired and I get weary and I fall back and I say, what has happened? Well, what's happened is I can't do life alone. I am not able to withstand this. If you're deep in sin this morning, you're like, I don't want to do that anymore. You don't have to. You have a high priest who's able to understand. He hasn't ever sinned, but he's able to understand what it is that you're going through. Just run from that. Run from that. I'm just telling you, some of you this morning, you need Jesus. The hurt, the pain that you've gone through, the only hope in your life is not that $10 million that you make up in your mind. Or a promotion, or a better wife or husband. 
new kids that won't lose their minds because I'm pretty sure they come that way, fully packaged and crazy. None of that will help. It's just that high priest that we have in Jesus that offers us hope and freedom. His Holy Spirit comes in my life and saves me and changes me forever. Friend, I'm asking you this morning to swallow your pride, get rid of all that junk and say, Mark, I need that right now. I need that right now. For every one of you guys that are saved, I believe this is a message that demands a response. I'm asking you to sign up for small groups. Most importantly, find that person that can hold you up and will look at you and say, are you blank? Have you blank? Are you walking with Jesus every day? Because I need that in my life. And if you don't, you're not human. We're not real. Because in this gospel that we live and breathe, it's good news. It is good news. We are alive because of Jesus. I'm asking you to join the party. This is a bus that is about to get crazy. Because we're going to win tons of people to Jesus because we have good news. We're going to fill this place up. And we're going to have to go to a third service. And it's going to be nuts. But in order for you to be part of this bus, you've got to have Jesus at the center of your life. So will you bow with me? Just quickly. I want your honesty in here this morning. Mark, I know the truth is I can't do life alone. I can't do life alone. And I know Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior. I have trust in Him. I have peace in my heart. I'm not asking... Just, Just be honest, completely honest right where you are. As high as you can raise it, I want you to raise your hand right now. I am certain. I know that I know that I know that I am saved. Raise your hand right where you are. I'm certain. Keep them up. If that's you, keep them up. Just be honest. Just be honest. Keep them up. Keep them up. All over the room. Thank you. Put your hands down. Hey, if you didn't raise your hand, keep keep your heads bowed nice close. If you didn't raise your hand, I'm just going to ask you to look at me. I'm not... It's not my intent to embarrass you. I just want you to look up at me. I will not call on you personally. I just want you to look at me. Make eye contact with me if you can. I just want to ask you this question. Okay, I see three or four people in here. Will you be bold enough to say, dude, I need help. That's what I want. What we want to offer you is we have volunteers at the back that want to speak to you. If you want today to be the day that Jesus changes you forever and always, you don't have to stand up for long. I just want you to slip out and go talk. We have volunteers that will wave at you. I just want you to stand up right now. We had one man in the first service do this. I just want to know, will you do that right now? We have people at both exits. Will you stand up right now and say, Mark, that's me. I need that. If if that's you, just stand up right where you are and just slip your way out the back. Stand up right now. Thank you, brother. Who else? Who else? Who else will say, that's me? Who will be bold enough to say, you know what? I need this more than that $10 million. I need this. Hey, how about for everybody else? Thank you. Thank you. Who else? Who else? There's two people. There was a couple more of you. Will you let your pride keep you in your seat? Who else? Slip out right now. Hey, y'all look at me right here. I believe that most of you guys are saved. I really do. I believe that. The question is not are you saved. The question is will you swallow your pride so we can do this life that God intends for us to have joy and have peace because it will never happen if we try to do life alone. It will never happen. It's impossible. Guys, I'm asking you guys as we close, not to come forward. If you want to, by the way, 
the, the front is, is, is yours. I'm asking y'all to listen to the words of White Flag and heed the advice and lift your hands up and say, the war is over. Love has come. I raise my white flag. I surrender all to you. If that is you this morning and you're saved, as we go today, I'm asking you to be a champion in Jesus, not on your own because you can't, but with great help from someone or someone's in here. Join one of those groups. Sign up right now. Hey, listen, as we go today, be the church. Be the church. I love you guys. Let's worship.